self-possession. What does it mean to possess one's self? I'm asking what the best term would be for someone who cannot be taken over emotionally by another person, meaning nobody can make them step outside of who they know themselves to be to act or react in a way that is not their nature. I'm seeing it as a type of self-possession that is like being glued together in personality, spirit, flesh, bone, and everything that could be considered you. Another word for what I'm trying to explain could be wholeness. Not having all the parts of you glued together would just be self. So it's that glue that is how I'm seeing self-possession. I looked online to see if that's actually a term, and I found self-possessed. It means calm, confident, and in control of one's feelings, composed. I read that and I feel like that's just one part of what I'm trying to explain because it's not finding a place of control or composure. It's owning control like that's what your bones are made of, which is why I'm kind of seeing it as one's true nature when one is complete and whole. Saying it like that means I think some people are complete and whole by the nature of their existence. Yes, I think those people must exist. But I also see them as having the gift of security as an infant and in childhood. I don't know very many people who've had that. The rest of us have to learn that level of complete or whole, this self-possession, And I realized recently I am still so far from it, still learning and still needing to find that ability to be glued together. I feel like I have pretty good glimpses of who I am, but I also see myself easily being pushed out of being the person I'm becoming, and the gaps in my wholeness where the glue should be are obvious. I let myself be pushed into that incomplete place recently. And as if that wasn't enough to show me, I still need to attain self-possession. I came across something later that looked like what it is to know that gift of security equating to feeling complete and having self-possession. It was so clear I burst into tears. It was like recognition slapping me in the face, and it was so sudden I couldn't even hear all the words through how big it was. I couldn't even process why I was crying until I stopped crying. It was like that glue that's missing. It wasn't just the words. It was that it was a father teaching his son the lessons all fathers should. Lessons they themselves should embody and live by example. I felt like I was watching a child that wasn't going to have voids. Have you ever experienced hearing something someone says and it rings so loud you know it belongs inside you or that it should have? I'm going to play that sound clip for you. Ryder, what's the wrong thing to do? Something that arms someone else. And what do you have the right to do? Anything that does not arm someone else. How should you not treat people? How you would not want them to treat you. How should you treat people? How you would want them to treat you. If someone is harming you, what do you have the right to do? Defend myself. If you see someone else being harmed, what should you do? Defend the person being harmed. What are you here to do? Learn and grow. What else are you here to do? Live free. Who's in control of your actions? I am. How do you exist in unity consciousness? So I think, so I feel, and so I act. I'm going to come back to what was said, but first I want to provide background to the reaction I had. My dad called me six days ago. 
and I answered because his number wasn't saved in my phone and blocked. It was a terrible hour and three minutes because of how much crying and shouting I did. And with complete pointlessness, because a narcissistic sociopath will never not twist your words into what he decides you're saying. He said to me, I never hit you. And I said, so you think you hit everyone but me? That's what you remember? Lucky you. He was calling to find out if we were ever going to have a relationship again. And the stupidity of this question only made me more angry. He stayed calm. I was pacing and leaning forward as I shouted into my phone things I felt my whole life and never said to him. My voice was hoarse from anger and honesty, not from shouting. It was liberating on one hand, and it was me walking backwards on the other. I was so wound up after that hour, I couldn't do another thing the rest of the day. All I could do was dwell on the things I said, and that he then turned into me making him look bad. After telling him the MRI of my neck was explained to me as old injuries, and that the only injuries I could have had were from him hitting me, which actually he knows from the letter I wrote him telling him to stay out of my life. Then he said, so it sounds like I'm to blame for all the problems in your life. Huh? All the problems in my life. I'm talking about my neck bones. What are you talking about? This always happens in a conversation with him. What I'm saying doesn't register. And then he responds with where his mind is at. He can't follow me. And I understand why. I'm obsessed with clarity. He's obsessed with his thoughts. I talked about getting therapy and counseling. I brought up about three different types of therapy, and each time he turned into his reputation I was ruining with whoever I was getting therapy from. He couldn't grasp that givers of therapy don't concentrate on the individual being talked about. I corrected him and said, the therapist concentrates on the individual pain to have therapy. He couldn't wrap his head around the fact that his name and who he is is not part of my receiving therapy. When I hung up, I was so bummed that I had allowed myself to be triggered and angry for 63 minutes. I'm bummed I still appear to care. I'm bummed that I am still so easily upset by the same things and that these things haven't diminished. It's like sticky mud I thought I had long since washed off the bottoms of my feet, but I clearly haven't. That video of the father teaching his son lessons on what I'll call self-possession melted me. What a good dad. It made me know that was some of the glue that should be living in my voids. Not just the words, but the trust and belief in the words because of the father living the same lessons. Maybe that's how one's nature includes self-possession, because there is a wholeness in a delivery full of safety, honesty, trust, and honor. I'm going to leave you with that recording once more. I not only needed to hear these as lessons for a child to learn, I needed to be reminded that as an adult, I too should understand these answers as the right answers. Ryder, what's the wrong thing to do? Something that arms someone else. And what do you have the right to do? Anything that does not arm someone else. How should you not treat people? How you would not want them to treat you. How should you treat people? How you would want them to treat you. 
If someone is harming you, what do you have the right to do? Defend myself. If you see someone else being harmed, what should you do? Defend the person being harmed. What are you here to do? Learn and grow. What else are you here to do? Live free. Who's in control of your actions? I am. How do you exist in unity consciousness? So I think, so I feel, and so I act. The lesson I still haven't learned is the question the dad asks. If someone is harming you, what should you do? And the son answers, defend myself. I'm still left feeling very little benefit in all the talking I did do for that hour. But I suppose on some level, I did defend myself. <laughs>